Hi, I'm Courtney. And I'm Corey. This is the Get Hired Online Podcast brought to you by PostStatus, the show where we talk about careers in the web industry. From customer support through company founders, we'll learn about job roles, technical skills, and hiring needs to get hired online. Everybody, welcome back. This is episode two, and, we're, and Courtney and I are going to be talking about figuring out what you want to do. This is a tough question, Courtney, and I know as a bootcamp instructor, um, helping students get placed and trained up for the workplace, I, I know uh, it's it's not an easy subject because not everybody is clairvoyant and said, oh, from the second grade, I've been wanting to be a doctor or an engineer or something like that. So I love this topic today. What are your thoughts about it just overall? So I have been doing a career education, helping people figure out what jobs they want to do since I myself got out of college. That was my first teaching position was, let's look at all the careers that are out there and figure out how to pick. So this is a sweet spot of a subject for me, for sure. Um, in that first area, in terms of career counseling, career advice, when I was teaching this, one of the first things that we did, if you think back to high school, you may remember a guidance counselor giving you some of those self-assessment type of questions, a, a quiz that wasn't graded, but from the guidance department that asked you questions like, do you really like people? Do you like working with tools? <laughs> All of those. I know this is a subject that's near and dear to you too, Corey. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the different types of skills and assessments that you yourself have looked at been interested in you yeah, take a lot I, of them yes i do in fact i was just telling you i, I did one earlier today uh, i can't help myself because i love them because they're great discovery tools for this question about how to pick what you do so i have done a bunch of them over my career um but that first one is just the tip is know yourself yeah. or be knowing yourself trying to discover what you like and don't like sometimes we it's easier to go, what don't you like? And then you can look at the reverse. So if I don't like this, then I probably like the opposite of it. And oftentimes for me, that's a great place to start. But okay, on this first vital tip about how to pick and figure out what you want to do is knowing yourself. And so I think here's a couple of questions I ask people, Courtney, is when are you at your best, happiest, and most fulfilled? So if you, you know, if you only have a high school experience to compare to, what are the activities or things that you did or even uh, subjects that were interesting to you? And when you did, like you thrived, you look around, and you go, I, this is different. Most people don't thrive in this. A few of us do. And think about those settings. If you've been in the workforce for very long, think about that. Think about the situations, the context you're in, the teams, the people, the bosses, all of that, the environment. And when were you at your best? When did you shine? When did everybody kind of go, wow, well done, Courtney. Like you nailed that. And oftentimes those kudos and the things that people go are kind of a little bit surprised or really, really pumped about are those times of special moments that you have that you go, okay, I'm probably naturally good at these things. Think about who you're doing it with. Were you leading a team? Were you on a team and adding a valuable contribution to that team? Think about all those details. So as we're going, hopefully, if, as I'm asking these questions, 
you're starting to write down things. Oh, when I did that, think back about your entire life and the achievements you've made and the things you've done and contributed to something um, and just go, what, what are the things that come to mind? Um, so for me, for sure, being a part of a team, um, when I look back at my own career, Courtney, I'm curious about yourself is I'm best when I am collaborating, um, but I am a solo worker a lot of times, but I love to like pull in a teammate. Um, my first career was in journalism and I was a part of a team, but I was an individual com- contributor. That helps me kind of formulate, well, if I'm going to have to be in a setting that's not that, how does that feel How do, if I try these on? So what do you think about that? When are you at your best, Courtney? Uh, well, as a parent with young children, when I get sleep, but also, right. <laughs> also when I am able to do connections, helping people connect, whether that is in when I was dealing with website clients, it was introducing people to each other at networking events. When it looks like working inside of a company, it is around cross-team collaboration internally and having that unified vision then face externally. So I've done a lot of work with release communications. And that was so much fun when I was working on release communications. I had to dig into the developers' brains, not, not literally, but I had to get a lot of deep knowledge out of their heads and into documentation in a way that the end user of the thing could read at a simple level. So I I still felt like that was a lot of cross-team collaboration. And I've also had jobs where I didn't have any of that, or I struggled with the support of my leaders. I was given a certain amount of independence, but then my follow-through wasn't what I advised we needed to do. The leaders didn't follow through with, and I didn't have communication in response. And so I didn't thrive in those environments. So good to know when you don't. And I resonate with everything you just said, by the way, I can almost say, Courtney, are we just like the same or similar person here? Um, But so, you know, there's good things I heard bringing people together and working across, like being able to do that. That is such a valuable asset to teams being able to, especially let's say the company you work with for is GoDaddy with thousands of people and probably hundreds might might even thousands of teams there and being able to bridge the gap. You know, if you think about it as a problem in most organizations, that's a great asset because it's too often those teams get siloed or departments. You can be that liaison between each other, pulling people in. So that's so good to know. And then on the flip, you know, some things you don't want to get into a role. The reason why we're talking about this is because when you're in an interview and you're talking about a role, then, you know, Oh, wow. It looks like I had a person go, they walked through our development room and in for an interview and they, they said, is it always this dark in there and quiet? And we're like, yeah, actually, because our people, the developers really need focus and prefer dark. So if that's not you, you need more interaction you're more extroverted and need that kind of thing you go okay well then maybe that's not the right environment for you and that's one of the reasons i asked environment too so you mentioned specifically um strengths assessments and tools that you can use to help identify the things that uh, to know yourself and to know what you're uniquely gifted and strong at 
Um, my two favorites. I always start people with StrengthsFinder first. Mm. StrengthsFinder is a tool developed by Gallup over years and millions of evaluations and interviews, and they've identified the top, I believe it's 33, 34 strengths when you, or strengths that are out there. And then through taking that assessment, by the way, do you notice I didn't say quiz or a test? I said assessment. It's yeah. a discovery tool. It's not a pass fail thing. Everybody passes. Everybody gets a great A++ because yep. through that tool, you get your top five strengths. Why I like that is you start reading those and you go, you know, one of my top five strengths is learner. Something I discovered through my career, Courtney, if I'm not in a situation, an environment or organization, and I'm not learning continually, I'm just doing the same stuff I've learned over and over and over. I stagnate, I get stale, and I get honestly miserable. So I need to know, that's a helpful thing for me to know. Mm -hmm. I need a learning environment. If you look at the, after you take that test, you take a book, you get, you buy the book and you get the code and you take the, uh, sorry, I said test assessment. You'll get your top five strengths. Go over those in the reference materials, how to work with, how to leverage those strengths uniquely. And that helps you with the language of knowing who you are, what you're uniquely gifted and strong at. So then you can match that to jobs and environments that'll leverage those strengths. The second, and I know we geek out on um, Colby together, but Colby with the K and these things will be in the show notes, Colby.com. Take the index A. I got the good fortune of meeting the pioneer and creator of the Colby index, Kathy Colby, a couple of years ago. And then I interviewed her also for post status and the, her. So strengths finder, I think is like the Colby for dummies. It's the first, it's like mm -hmm. for beginners is what I should say. Not dummies for beginners. Colby is the sledgehammer. You're going to get this in-depth report and everything, but it basically knocks down to four ways we uniquely take action. And you're going to get a MO, a, a four-digit number, and those correspond to those four different ways of how we take action in the world. Now, Colby is an excellent tool. It's the deeper thing. They have in the base thing ways that you can talk about your unique MO, modus operandi in the world. And um, they may, I think, in the report offer some guidance about, you know, how you operate best. I don't know if they get specific to occupations. For that, Kathy has got a great tool called OpGig, OPGIG.com. This will be in the show notes that pairs your Colby index score with all these kinds of jobs out there. By the way, when I did this, uh, Courtney, a couple, a year or two ago, I was like, trial attorney came up. And I was like, that's interesting. I got a little like excited. I was like, huh. Now, I don't want to go through law school. I don't no. want to have to go through all that. But I was like, wow, I think I could do that. I, it, it, it felt good. But I've used these, you know, different assessments and tools over the years to kind of unearth uh, when I did Myers-Briggs back in the day. It's not one I readily recommend now, but I recommend StrengthsFinder and Colby and then OpGig to kind of give you some actual job titles that resonate. Um, I always discover something that's really interesting. Uh, 
Mine was newspaper publishing and writing and all that kind of stuff. Well, I spent my first career in that. Second was the clergy. I spent my second career in in uh, religion, organized religion. And then um, my Colby, actually, when I was in the certification with Kathy Colby, she said, what's your modus operandi? And I said, uh, 8363, I think is mine. And she goes, oh, you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. For the, for the audience listening, my I don't know my number off the top of my head, but Corey and I are quite similar in our numbers, Quick which starts. makes it really um, fun to launch a podcast together. It's good. So to that idea, you've taken so many assessments. Do you notice that with the different assessments that you've taken, that it draws out some similar perspectives, right? So things like Myers-Briggs are very career job title oriented. Some of them are, some of them are not. Do you find that as you take a, a good bit of personality assessment type of things, do you find some similar threads through them? I do. Uh, even the one today, um, it's it's uh, like we were talking like quick start. Um, quick start is one of the four action modes in the Colby. And um, we are high or we initiate in the language of Colby in quick start. We're good at problem comes up, let's go out and improvise. We can, we can create and start and do in the absence of something already there, which is, I think, great. And I see that throughout my um, different assessments and for sure personality, um, personality assessments that I've taken. I want to make a mention, though. This, these things are not to tell you, oh, that's you. It is to help you guide to confirm is this what really is right? It's not dictating your personality or your strengths. It's uncovering them. What I mean is over time, some of these can change, can and will change. Yeah. Now, Colby, Kathy says, your Colby doesn't typically change. I've only known one person that said it was. And I think because that person was severely out with a lot of pressure of her comfort zone and acting, uh, acting in that role. Um, that's my thesis at least. But these aren't like, Oh, that's, that's you. That's your name. That's, that's who you are. They're not fixed. I guess that's what I'm trying to say necessarily like strengths. Strengths are the accumulation, particularly with strengths finder, the accumulation of your natural ability, but also your experiences. Um, so, you know, don't, what I'm trying to say, I guess, Courtney is don't get down on yourself. These are good things. And also figure out what your heart wants. That's why this next part we're going to get into is one, we, we just talked about know yourself and kind of giving some tools and tactics to do that. But this part, Courtney, that I think you're especially really, really good at and passionate about is getting out there and researching. And now it's brass tacks. It's like, okay, let me try on. I think it's like a costume like yeah. party. Let's try on this, see if it fits well. So if we know about ourselves, then we get out there and research. Tell me as a, Someone who has led and taught and guided students like in your boot camps and different organizations you've been a part of, what are your thoughts now as we take this next step? We've kind of got some inklings about what we know about ourselves. What do you suggest next for getting out there, researching, trying some things on? Yeah. So uh, similar to what I did with back in the day with my high school students in a regular ed, not web dev at all related classroom, we did a career exploration and we researched careers and that was the main gist. And so the way to do that 
the first thing we thought of is, okay, we have these personality things, anything there look interesting, or is there something you've been wanting to go after in your heart and you just haven't done maybe the research side of it yet. Let's go out and look for companies that have job postings related to that at all skill levels, right? So we're looking at entry dev and knowing that we want an entry position at some point to break into the career, but also we might be looking at what are the people that are really experienced doing and what are their expectations too? And what might I grow into in that process? So places to go look for job postings would be places like poststatus.com slash jobs. I feel like on that particular job board, you're going to see the top echelon. These are the the jobs that companies that really care know to come to post status and put their jobs there. They're going to get really, really good applicants from that. Also, keep in mind, if you're looking there, you might be looking at those that are rather experienced, but these are the companies that then you could look at and say, oh, what other jobs do they have? What else do they have going on inside? Um, a good source for other job leads would be to look at jobs.wordpress.net. This is part of the WordPress.org project, jobs.wordpress.net. They have a lot of career categories that are listed there. Some things are short-term, some of them are long-term. The short-term ones, you could try it on, like Corey was saying, with that costume and get a quick feel for how that works if you feel qualified for that. Uh, another great source of info, again, on Wednesdays, we see that Michelle Frechette has been posting through Twitter, lots of very timely job postings, but she also maintains a page called WPCareerPages.com. And it lists inside of there many companies, whether they be a host, a plugin, a theme, a whatever, a SaaS company, all kinds of different companies are listed on there with just links to their about page. And that's the whole purpose of the site is links to the company's about and or job pages so that you could go read up about these companies and get a feel for what they're doing. Once you have found the companies that have these jobs, your next assignment step in the research process is to start following their social media accounts, start reading their blog. If you understand what GitHub is and or means, go look at their GitHub repos and see what they have going on in there get familiar with those projects. For those that I was helping to become developers, I was showing them a few of the companies have specific ways of building themes inside of their GitHub repos that are publicly available. Go look at whatever they keep there. Even if it doesn't make sense, just read the descriptions of the things and you could halt there and say, oh, that's something fun. I might wanna look into how to do that thing. Another great way to do this, we're in the WordPress space. Go out to events, whether your events are online or in person, hopefully again soon. Go out to events and don't be intimidated to sit into sessions that are incredibly over your head. It's okay. You might absorb maybe 5% of what's said if you feel like I'm a beginner and this person is talking about something way out in the deep end that you might not absorb everything of what they're saying in that moment but you start to get a feel for what are the things that they are concerned about? What is it that they seem to do in their job? Who are the people perhaps that are speaking that maybe I want to follow the speakers, like follow their social media accounts. A lot of WordPress people are really active in Twitter. So checking if they're participating in Twitter and connecting further with them, where are their blogs? Do you find a lot of speakers at events also keep a blog and maybe publish the slides and or talk there? So go to events, check out who's speaking. Also go out in the hallway and talk to people. 
meet people, whether that is people that have sponsor tables there, or if it's online and sponsor booth somewhere through the website, or the people that are just mingling about and say hello and get to meet them. Um, to that end, I would recommend, there's actually a really good book about um, business referrals by Bob Berg. Pretty much anything Bob Berg writes is, is gold, but he is my go-to expert about business networking. So whether you're introverted or extroverted, you could still say hello to people in the hallway and get an idea of what they're doing. Any place that's open to network like that. Aside from meeting people at events, you could also check out what's happening inside of WordPress and how to contribute. That might seem scary because you might think, oh, I can't write code yet. I wanna get into writing code, but I can't do that yet. There are a lot of teams that contribute to WordPress. Some of those teams do code. Most of them don't. Um, there are a lot of teams that are on make.wordpress.org, such as the training team, the WordPress TV team, the marketing team, even docs. There are parts of docs that don't touch much code. And so the roles there would be, they have these weekly meetings. Do you know how to take notes during a meeting? Can you take the notes and share them to somebody that could get them published? That in itself is one of those interesting ways of getting connected to what WordPress has going on, meeting people that are part of the team, getting familiar with how this particular team, this make.wordpress.org team helps make the software possible that so many of us are running on websites. So there are low barriers to entry for contributing to these teams. And it's a great way to start getting plugged in, being informed about what's happening in WordPress and finding maybe areas that feel good or comfortable to you. By contributing to docs and or training, there are a lot of support jobs in WordPress that involve writing the knowledge base articles. You don't have to write the code. You might want to figure out how to communicate what has changed to people, but you don't need to know how to write the code to do that job really well. So these are ways to get involved and get connected. And then as you meet people in all of these different jobs, really reinforce, ask them, what do they like to do? What is it about this job that they wanted to do this job? Why did they want to do this job? And maybe ask them their story. How did you get started? What have you learned in your journey? Do you have any advice for me? Mm -hmm. And I love uh, two things stick out to what you just said, Courtney. One is I love your advice of listen to things over your head. And what I hear in my head when you said that was don't get intimidated. No, just listen in, try at first. There's going to be a lot of fear. You're going to be intimidated. Um, you're not going to know what you're doing and you're going to be a beginner and that's okay. But when you start to listen and use what you mentioned, think about what they're talking about and why, you know, what's that meta part of the conversation. You're picking up so much good things. And I tell you what, Courtney, Everybody likes a listener. I try to listen more than I talk in conversations with people because everybody wants to talk about themselves and their ideas and their visions and whatever else. And that goes on. The second thing I love is that ask people what they like about their job, what advice they have. When you do those things, you're going to get great insights and direction, but you're also going to get, do this thing called reciprocity. They're going to be invested in you. They've given you advice. That's part of the thing. And that's a great way to pull people in. Okay. Love that section. Now the admonition I want to give is start somewhere. You're going to start. 
you're going to have to start somewhere. If you're going to try to break into WordPress and tech and this thing called uh, online work and remote work, you, you're going to have to start somewhere, but start where you are. And then just like that costume, you know, you try on these things and see how they fit and see how they feel and see if they allow you to be at your best or at least a path to that. All of the jobs that I've ever had in my life and will ever have and the roles I'll do have been discoveries. Getting in there and going, I'm not sure I'm going to like it, but I, this is interesting to me. And that's one thing I should have mentioned earlier is what interests you? Technology interests me. I always want to be in technology because I, I'm so fascinated from the first time I ever got my first Mac to <laughs> back in the 90s. Um, I've been fascinated with technology. I bought an Oculus uh, Quest 2 or whatever, you know, in Christmas because I wanted to test out the new tech. So that interests me. And, and that's why I want to go here. So knowing those interests, starting where you are today with your experiences and expertise, uh, we'll probably be talking at some point about transferable skills that one industry might call it this, but like my wife, I give an example. She was in political fundraising for years, transitioned into tech and marketing. I said, candidates have messages and platforms and issues. Those are the same, like they're just different names and thoughts for how they transfer. We'll talk more about that. But the one thing I wanted to mention too is if you see a job and you think you're kind of qualified for it, apply for it and go to the interview and don't waste people's time for sure. But like practice applying for things and talking to people. And if anything, you, you get to meet new people and practice the skills of talking about yourself and how you fit and learning what their mission is, what the role requires and asking good questions. So yeah. those are my thoughts. Get started. Go. Do you have anything else you want to mention on that note, Courtney, or otherwise that we might've missed? So two quick closing thoughts. One, I know of a developer who was mentored because he started meeting people at events. And he started talking to them and folks offered to mentor him. He got to the point where he applied for the job, got rejected twice, applied a third time, got the job, ended up working for that company for a couple of years, and then progressed on to being like a senior developer in this fancy off the deep end WordPress headless project. It's fun to watch people's career trajectory change because they, they just got started while you are getting started. The other thing to keep in mind, do get started in a way that works for you. So yes, get started, but don't expect that as you are getting started, that you need to completely upend every single thing about life at this moment. And you um, are going to just drill in and do it, do it, do it. You might have a season of life where that works for you, but that may not work for people that have a lot of other obligations and they need to find a low lift way to get in. My low lift way to get in was to work around having two young children during their nap time. I knew some code, I, a little bit of code, a very little bit of code, we'll say. Uh, I knew how to build a lot of websites without using code, and, and, but using WordPress. I knew how to help people, but I didn't have much time on my hands. And so my way to get started was a low commitment, frankly, for my family. I could do it around whatever else I had going on. And it was in a way that worked for us. I had the time and the outside things that I needed to take care of to have a good experience overall in life, not just in work, work, work. So be reasonable about what you can do, but you do need to get started. 
get started and get yourself out there. We've given you some tips to do so. And uh, let us know, hit the contact button, let us know on our Get Hired online podcast, how it's going. And we're a community that's WordPress is extremely supportive and so is PostStatus. Courtney, thanks so much for today. I'm excited about next episode, which we're going to be talking about learning those essential minimum skills and tools and knowledge and all the tips and things we have to help broaden out your capabilities, your skills, some of your experiences. I'm really eager for next episode. Thanks so much, Courtney. Thank you, Corey.